So Pastor Virgil called me yesterday afternoon at about, I don't know, around noon, and he was like, I'm working on my message, but I'm not feeling well, and I don't, he was realizing that it wasn't going to work out for him to be here, but so he's like, did you guys talk about what plan B would be, and so he, I said, well, Pastor Stephen said plan B would be some scripture reading, so he's like, yep, I think I have the strength for that, so he was really putting his dedication to work, uh, to, and he worked hard to get these scriptures for, put together for us today. So his theme that he was going to preach on uh, was faith from Hebrews 11. Um, I believe he was going to preach on Abraham. <clears throat> so as we read these scriptures, all these scriptures that we're going to read are very familiar and when we're reading familiar scriptures, it's easy for us to just kind of, you know, turn our brain and we're thinking about other things and the scripture is just rolling along. So let's try to put the other thoughts from the week aside and let's listen to these words afresh and let the Spirit of God speak to us. <clears throat> um, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And these verses in Hebrews 11 go through many different accounts of people from history who took hold of that evidence of things not seen. <clears throat> so let's listen to that as we listen to the Word of God. <clears throat> now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God said, Let the waters under the the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven, to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That's very profound. There was nobody to witness creation. The only way we know the origin of this world is by faith. So the sequence of this reading, the way it's laid out, is Pastor Virgil has an Old Testament passage that culminates in the Hebrews 11 summary, and then there's some songs sprinkled in throughout. So at this time, Joel, would you come and lead us in Trust and Obey? 414, 414, Trust and Obey. Oh, 
Continue and we look at scripture, um, talking about creation. I believe in the Big Bang theory. I believe that God spoke and bang, it happened. So. Uh, Genesis 4 1 through 8. Did we hand these out? Does, does everybody have one of these handouts? Oh, we didn't make it for everybody. Never mind, we'll just tell you where, to, where, where it's located. Genesis 4 1 through 8. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thou countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Hebrews 11.4 By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Hebrews 11:6. Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Four twenty five, my faith looks up to the four hundred twenty five. 
this rich grace impart strength to my fainting heart. My zeal inspire as thou hast died for me. Oh, may my love to thee, pure, warm, and changeless be a living fire on the third. Jared lived 160 and two years and begat Enoch. And Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. 
Genesis 6, 13 through 19, 21 and 22. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven. And everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark. To keep them alive with thee, they shall be male and female. And take thou unto thee of all flood that is of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. We're a lot like Noah in this day and age that we live in. If you think about Noah, um, he was he had to be highly ridiculed. It had never rained in the history of the world, and he was building a boat. So they probably thought he was crazy. And I heard a preacher say one time that living in this day and age as Christians, we're kind of like driving down the interstate going the wrong way. Because everything the world is bringing at us is contrary and opposes what the Bible says and how we should live and how the Lord tells us to live. So imagine... Noah's obedience, building this giant boat, and everybody thought he was crazy, and it took him a long time to build it. Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 613. Simply trusting Jesus every day, trusting through a stormy way. 613. Sing Jesus. 
unto Abram. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed, as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sychem, unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and Hai on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And in Revelation 21, we read about that city. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. All those things are very much unlike our experience today. And just as Abraham had to accept by faith the promise of the land that God was going to give him, even so, we accept by faith the promise of this city whose builder and maker is God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. 733. I just keep trusting my Lord. Let's stand for this one. 733. I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk Trusting my Lord and He gives us all. Though the storm clouds darken the sky or the heavenly trail, I just keep trusting my Lord. He delivers well. He's a faithful friend. Such a
Nathaniel, Christopher has his own water. Nathaniel said that we were going to have to fight over this water. But we don't, we don't have to. Christopher brought a bottle. So. Uh, Genesis 18, 1 through 2. Talking about Abraham. You know, Abraham. Uh, I can relate to Abraham, and I know I'm just speaking for myself and none of you, but he was an imperfect man. You know, he told a couple of fibs, and uh, he struggled. And aren't you glad that we serve a God that can take imperfect people and draw us close to him through the blood of Jesus? What a blessing that is. That's, all, that's what it's all about, the faith. Genesis 18, 1 through 2. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Genesis 18, 9 through 15. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Genesis 21, 1-7 And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. See, Virgil, we're not that old to have kids. 100 years old. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given him children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Hebrews 11, 11 through 12. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Hebrews 11.6 Once again, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Number one, my faith is down to resting place. Number one in your hymnals. Jesus. 
in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, because he hath prepared for them a city. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham? And he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. That, that baffles me. I think if God came to me with that, I would say, I'm going to think about that one. <laughs> Not Abraham. Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young man, Abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built there an altar, and he laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham! And he said, Here am I. And he said, and the angel of the Lord, I lost my spot. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. That was what Abraham said he believed God was able to do. <clears throat> and that's what God did. God 
rewarded his faith in that. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Genesis 27, 28 through 29. Therefore, God give thee, Jacob, of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee and blessed be he that blesseth thee. Hebrews eleven twenty. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Genesis 49, 1 through 2. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Hebrews 11:21 By faith Jacob when he was dying blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff Genesis 50:24 through 25 And Joseph said unto his brethren I die and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob and Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. Hebrews 11:22. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel, and gave commandment concerning his bones. Hebrews 11:6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them, that diligently seek him. Moses. <clears throat> and when she, Moses' mother, could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with, slime and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Then the Passover. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts, on the upper doorposts of the house wherein they shall eat it. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. And then crossing the Red Sea. <clears throat> and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. 
By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. After reviewing these scripture passages uh, last night, I was thinking of some other, I was thinking about faith in general and some other uh, verses that talk about faith. And really the theme that reoccurs through all these passages is the idea that faith is trusting in God and depending on him and believing in him. There's a verse that says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. In a lot of ways, faith is the opposite of sight, which means it's the opposite of our natural inclinations. We're very visual people. We like to go by what we see. But faith calls us to look to God's word, even though it does not necessarily align with our experience, and to trust in what he has said. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. I was struck by um, when it was talking about Noah. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Like Derek said, there had been no rain, but he, he went to the bank on what God said. Another verse that talks about faith um, in James, faith without works is dead. You know, a lot of times we think about faith as being you know, something inside of us. I need to trust God in my heart. <clears throat> but what we can't forget is that when we're trusting God in our heart, it actually impacts the way that we live our life. And so, you know, in the case of Noah, he believed God's word when he said there's going to be a flood, and that impacted the way he lived. Um, it can be as practical as you know, there's the verse that says, if any should not work, neither should he eat. Um, if we believe that, we're going to get up and go to work. <laughs> and that's faith. Um, <clears throat> so in many, many regards, faith is, in practice, is obedience. It's following what God has told us to do. And then the last verse that I thought about um, tells us where faith comes from. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, the, um, we read, there was the verse that in 1 Corinthians 13 that uh, Bruce was reading this morning. If I had faith so that I could remove mountains. You know, that sounds like a, a good thing to have. Um, but in a sense, that if we start viewing faith as faith is my means that I'm going to get something done for myself, that's not, really, that's not really the point of faith. Faith is not a lever whereby we operate God to accomplish our will. <clears throat> faith is our response to God's word as his spirit teaches us. Faith is not the means to get God to accomplish my will. But faith is the means whereby God accomplishes his will in and through me. Makes me think of the verse... Um, it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So as we face our life and we um, have decisions to make, the word of God is our only firm foundation. We need to read it, we need to know it, it needs to be in our hearts so that we can trust him and obey him in all of our decisions. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So some questions of application on that. Number one, the first step of faith that any of us should take is trusting in Jesus for our salvation. It's taking God's word when he says that we have all sinned and come short of his glory. It's taking his word when he says that the punishment for our sin is death, separation from God. It's taking his word when it says that Jesus died on the cross and he took 
that penalty of sin that we deserved. And it's putting our trust in him for that. Faith is also, as we go through our lives, not relying on our sight, on what we think is best, but looking to God's word. I know it's easy for myself. You can start out looking to God's word and building your life around God's word, and then you say, well, faith means going to my job. So I'm busy obeying in my job, and over time, my trust slowly creeps from God over into my job. <laughs> so walking by faith may, be, may mean asking ourselves the question, is our faith in God or is our faith in our obedience? What we're doing for God or is it in God himself? So as we live our lives, let's look to God, let's trust in him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are faithful. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that the fruit of the spirit is faithfulness. We pray that we would rest on you in every decision as we go through our lives, as we notice the indicators, as Bruce taught us in family school, of areas where we need to trust you, help us to lay hold by faith on the promises of your word. We thank you that you are a loving God, that you are a God who works in us both to will and to do. We are desirous of that work, and we submit yourself, ourselves to you this morning. We ask for you to glorify us, glorify yourself in and through us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand? Many have gone before us. May the Lord find us faithful. Number 82 in your songbook. Uh, in your songbook 82, may the Lord find us faithful as we close. I'm